I'm Hannah Hawk, and I am coming to you live from the Stink Sprout Harvest here in Bandelier. In the breadbasket of the Accord, I am surrounded by a sea of green. The towering green stalks of the Stink Sprout fields now ready to pick. Spirits are high. Hundreds of people are here from all around the Accord. They're here to celebrate, and they're here to pick stink sprouts. I have a reveler here. Sir, what does the harvest mean to you? It means the changing of the seasons. It's changing from the drier season to the dry season. And that's better, because it's not so dry. And you, ma'am, what does the harvest mean to you? It means fresh stink sprouts and all those vitamins you don't get from eating human flesh or dogs. I'm being signaled that they are ready for the first picker. The first picker ceremony, as you know, is when they send a child to pick the first stink sprout as a symbol of rejuvenation. Hello, first picker. Can you tell us your name? I'm youngling Brown. And I am this many years old. And what are you going to do with that first stink sprout you pick? I'm gonna plant it in the ground to give it back to the accord. Oh. All right, get out there and pick that sprout. Youngling is walking to the field. He has his eye on a plant. He's reaching out to take a sprout. A random cannibal has emerged from the sprouts and attacked youngling Brown. I'm covered in his blood. It's everywhere. Oh no. He was so full of promise. Now he doesn't have a face or a life. Having a life is the most important part of having a face. Why? Why? All cops to the roost, immediately. We're going to cut away until we can get this sorted out. Uh, Billy, you're up. Oh, uh, I wasn't supposed to be on today, but I know a story that released to the town of Bandelier. It's the tale of the Green Lady. Long ago, a great seer prophesied the Bandelier would be a prosperous town, vital to people all around. So pilgrims came in a multitude to the present-day site of Bandelier, which was then barren and dry as chalk. No crop would grow in the soil. But there was one voice among the believers who spoke against the prophecy. She saw how it was, not how it could be. She devised a vicious plot to drive the settlers away forever. She worked tirelessly over the course of the whole night, spreading the group's excrement all over the field, putrefying the area. The settlers packed their things and left in a great procession. And as they passed, she mocked them, singing, Fiddle-de-gonk, I curse this ground. And with her song, she began to dance. And she danced with so much joy that she lost grip of her lantern and dropped it on the field strewn with waste. An inferno erupted and burned for three days and three nights. And on the fourth day, when the embers died, 
the people searched the field for the lady. But all they found were green plants that had sprouted from the ground. Her fire had fertilized the soil. By denying the prophecy, she had made it come true. That's also why they're called stink sprouts. Because despite their sweet smell, they sprouted from the stink. It's said that if you walk the fields of Bandelier at night with nothing but a lantern to light your way, you might see a green lady dancing wildly and crying, fiddle-dee-gonk, fiddle-dee-gonk. And that's the last thing you'll ever hear. Fiddle-dee-gonk. And now I'm going to give the broadcast back to the cops for their emergency. All right. Are all the cops assembled? We're here, Chief. We've got ourselves a situation. A child was bitten in the face by a cannibal. With the attack on Bill's pit, it's clear that the cannibals are getting more brazen. Why are we talking? We got ten good cops. We should go into their mountains, find their caves, kill their leaders, and take out as many as we can. Now, Cliff, kids get bit by things all the time. Who of us ain't been bit in the face? You're getting all wet in the grit over something we got handled. Handled? Clemens, we had to use the wave cannon electrolyzer last time to turn them away. You got another super weapon hidden away somewhere? Going into them caves is folding our aces. We're jetpack cops. We operate in the sky. Ain't much sky in a cave. There is an army of people-eating savages amassed on our border. We need to strike, and strike now, while we have the initiative. We all eat people, Cliff. Old Spit Patterson fell in his own stingrat pit just last week, and he was delicious. It's not the eating. It's the killing. Ain't that what you want us to do? Chief, make the call. All right, team. All cops proceed to the East Mountains for a full attack. Kill all cannibals on sight. The cops will be in transit for a while, so let's go to a pre-recorded segment. Salutations, Accord. This is Officer Horace Yusuf, and with me today for an illuminating chat is... I can introduce myself. I'm Tepares Lafins. This is Tech Talk. Okay, great. An excellent jest. This program is entitled Olden Ways, an exploration into the function and meaning no, of no. bygone relics. No, it's Tech Talk. We talk tech. We invite villagers to bring their recovered artifacts and we assess and appraise. Our first antiquarian is right here. Good sir, how came you by this item? Well, I'm Fredward Beaujolais from Dust Town, and I found this thing in a hole. It was at the bottom of the hole, so I took it out the hole. Okay, well, let's describe this object for the listeners. We have a metallic box with a handle and a retractable cord. Opposite the handle protrudes a flattened length of metal with a a rounded tip serving as a framework for a chain unlike any I have ever seen. It's a blade. An interesting theory, Tepper. What is your evidence? The links of the chain have sharpened edges. The chain goes around in a circle, and each link cuts as it goes. Aha! I think I have it. Yes. Tell us more. 
This is what was called a chain saw, a brilliantly designed contraceptive device, which your parents should have used. And where exactly would you shove this? <laughs> but in the days of yore, the population had exploded so far that there were great fears of starvation and environmental strain. So they cleverly set out to control reproduction by constructing specialized sleepaway camps wherein sinful youths would be collected, corralled, and corrected. The dutiful public servants saw to yes, it then that they get, were Yes, 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 yes. Kids get chopped up, then they have no kids. I know this story. Everybody knows this story. There was a ceremonial terror mask to protect his face from beats and backsplash. Well, yes, exactly. It's barbaric. Yes, it was a primitive era. We cannot judge them by our civilized standards. Remember, these poor souls drank water. Do you have to be disgusting? This is a family show. So what can I get for that dang old hole saw? It's only good on a shelf. You could get two buzzard skins and half a bowl of wild rust oats. Tepper, surely you must see the cultural value why a collector would pay upwards of three buzzard skins. Well, yeah, kaboo! You, next, small person, show us your thing. I found this piece of paper with a smile on it. But, um, the teeth are the wrong color. They're, they're not yellow, like, like baby. They're white, like a cloud. This says four out of five dentists recommend Smilenol toothpaste. What is toothpaste? <laughs> well, it's nothing more than snake oil, you see, Tepper. The ancients ground up the teeth of their fallen enemies and made a paste. They then applied this paste to their own teeth, and they believed that it would transfer the vital tooth energy. Did it work? Of course not. Our best thinkers have well demonstrated that there is no such thing as vital tooth energy. The teeth decay at a natural rate, owing to nothing but one's age and the aspect of the moon under which one was born. As for value, it's paper, so it can burn. I'd say one handful of dirt, but not good dirt and not a big handful. Yes, if that. Okay, next, please. What is this? I don't know. Ain't you supposed to tell me? Can we look inside? Can't you see the door? It opens right up. This is a big blue box, big enough for one person to stand in. There is a door, and inside is a shelf with a seat. There is a lid on the seat lifting it up. There is a hole and a small storage area. Yes, and, and the latch on the door toggles between vacant and and occupied. I must admit that I am stumped. Oh, you don't know what this is? No, Tipper, I don't know. You need me to explain? Please. This is a confinement cell for a dung slave. You don't know what a dung slave is? I'm sure you do. The ancients' huge population had enormous demands for fertilizer. So they took their prisoners, their fat guys, and they locked them in boxes and they made them poop. A forced defecation? But how much fertilizer could one slave produce? A surprising amount over a whole lifetime. And they were very well fed. We hear of enormous festivals where thousands of people would gather. They would bring offerings of chili, ribs, and hot dog. And the confinement cells would be lined up in rows to one side while the dung slaves slaved. The revelers partied. 
Well, that's absolutely disgusting, simply boorish. How could a society withstand such crudeness? Clearly it didn't. Well, I don't want nothing to do with no barberry. Y'all can keep it. No, you must take this away. Sir? Sir? Sir, do come back. This was Tech Talk. Tepa out. Come back. Chiefs, bring me that sauce for my potatoes. No, sir. What'd you say? I will not. But, but you're my butler. Well, that's sticky cricket drinking sauce. It's thick and rich like a sauce, but it's only for drinking. I taste the warm flavor of fresh cricket. It's so rich, it puts a cold on my throat. Very good, sir. But I still got no sauce for these potatoes. However will you live, sir? Chief, we got a cannibal cave in sight. Proceed in attack formation. Unless you have a problem with that, Clements. No, sir. I'm just an old cop, Cliff. I do my job, even when it gives me a jinxy feeling in my bones. Eyes peeled, we're going in. Rook, booger, hold to the rear. <sighs> Great. I'm stuck in the back with Polino. Mark Polino keeps the team covered. Chief, I see cannibals over there in the cavern. At least 20, or maybe even more. What? They're just standing there. It's like they're waiting for us. This ain't right. Press forward. Ready weapons for attack. Hold formation. Steady. They're not moving. Don't they know we're gonna kill them? Cops! You come to kill us, but we kill you. Oogful. Nah! hear you, Booger. Report. Hello? Does anybody read? All frequencies, can anybody hear me? Those iron caves must be amplifying her signal but blocking ours. She can't hear us. I can see uh, on my sensor dial I'm at full broadcast strength, but I'm not picking up anything. The iron in this cave must be blocking incoming signals. I'll keep my channel open. Maybe somebody out there is hearing me. Stay back. You're lucky I didn't. If I hadn't pushed you out of there, you would have been crushed. <laughs> I am crushed. But thanks. You saved my life, kid. Your leg is pretty badly pinned under these rocks. <laughs> I, I can't I can't move them. <sighs> okay, if we both ignite our packs, I can get you right out of here. Hold on. We'll Don't ignite that pack! Why? Why not? Your intake valve, it's full of iron dust. 
You ignite that pack and we are both dead. Well, what do I do? You need water. Flush out that intake. Where am I going to find water? We're high up in this cave. Water tends to run down. There's a tunnel that leads down, but it's pretty narrow. Well, looks like you're the one that's going to have to shimmy down there. If I take my pack off, I'll fit. Go. But be quiet. I'm crawling through the tunnel. It's dark. But there's some sort of soft light up ahead. This ends the first half of this episode. Tune in next time to hear the exciting conclusion to this story. To be continued.